If I if I was completely sure that Bishop wouldn't hear that, I would have totally left that in. Okay, wait, here we go. That's why no one says screw it. We ball. It's just not the same. It's just not the it's same. It's not the same. You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned. I don't know. Plan on it. Here we go. Time. Minus five, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next time. You love that? The I'm Raymond Arroyo. You love the Raymond Arroyo? <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're back to the show here. Uh-oh, we're peeking a little bit. We're back on the show. Um, here, Kyle O'Bear is back in the studio, everyone. So good evidence that we're peeking here, but I want people to know I have not yet begun to peek. <laughs> People have been requesting this episode for a while. He's, he keeps saying that. I know of at least one person who requests, and I was pretty jazzed about that. I got I got at least one or two DMs and then a text. And well, Allie Hoffman, a few people in Instagram slid into my DMs and said, really? get that kid, get the, get the Kanye kid back on the show because his new album came out. And I've gotten a lot of personal texts on my opinions from it. And it's mm-hmm. tough because I have a lot of thoughts. And I'm really excited that by the time this is done, instead of sending them like two paragraphs, basically saying that I liked it and thought it was really cool, yeah. I can send them a link. To a whole episode. Right. Here okay. are my thoughts. Here, like, But here's my stake in the sand. Mm-hmm. And just really break it down. And then I'm pretty confident that at some point we'll go on some tangent that has really nothing to do with Kanye. But <laughs> I, whatever it is. Because that'll know, happen. I know I'm going to want them to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, for well. sure. I think that's really important. For sure. Um, well, and the other thing that's cool is, I don't know if you know this, Kyle, but we have the best listeners. So it's not so, you know, we're not going for millions of listeners. We're going for the best people. So we have, you know, tens of people listening, but they're the best. Like Mm -hmm. there's plenty of other content out there, right? Like people could be watching, you know, five Catholic things to do during Christmas, Right, but they're not watching that trash content. They're here. Absolutely. They're listening to this. They, they came for the good stuff. And one thing I wanted to say in just the upcoming episode is that we're all about the listeners. We're all about the audience. And so we need them to, I mean, this podcast is made by the people for the people. Oh yeah. So we need people to send in voicemails, 817-527-1423. Yeah, I think that's it. 817-527-1423. Send in voicemails or like comment on stuff, like get in on the action because otherwise, what are we doing this for? And it really does matter because, Edmund, we mentioned two to possibly three people mentioned this. He sent me screenshots of every one of those, and I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's super cool. And So just, people need to comment. People are watching, but they're not commenting. And yeah. And That's awkward. We talk about how like say something. quantity versus quality. It's a really cliche thing to say just because the numbers are low that things are good because that's not always the case. Yeah. Like I've been in two actual relationships in my life, and neither one worked. <laughs> but, you know, one of them ended on okay terms. <laughs> But these numbers are, while small, yeah. way better quality. Oh, they're good people. I would say. I mean, they could be listening to the podcast with the guy from uh, Australia, that Catholic one. Oh, oh uh, drunk, drunk Aquinas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's drinking in the name. They don't even try mm-hmm. to hide it. Yeah, Drunk Aquinas, or they could be watching... Um, I think it's Pints with Aquinas. I, I, I think you messed it up on purpose. Or they could be watching uh, uh, Catching Catching Ferrets. Catching ferrets with um, no, oh, that's what the uh, isn't the, the two guys and a woman AMGD 
Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that house. Sons of the Lord. Anyways. So, uh, a while back, how long ago, a while back, we talked about Kanye a little bit. We talked about life of Pablo. It was a year and a half ago. Wow. Was that was, really? Yeah. It was a year. It was during the summer here. I'm a, I just graduated college six months ago and I'm finally at that point where I can't say I just graduated college. Yeah. Anymore. You have to move on. Kind of big for me. Yeah, it was a year and a half ago. We talked about the life of, of Pablo and yeah. kind of the big thread there. I actually listened to some of that podcast and kind of prep for the prep. Yeah. And I had a lot of lines that were really dumb, but I had some one line really that I thought was actually correct. And I was like, Frick. <laughs> not people liked it. People like really, I got very positive feedback from that episode. Now that was that one went great. This is why the comments are so important to like people get in on the conversation and say, actually say something. One, don't just stand on the wall. Don't just, don't just stand along the wall watching us dance get in there say something uh-huh. hey say something that person listening say so, just just text something one guy tried to uh, have a drink with me and i was like dog where do you live <laughs> and he someone said, dm'd you and wanted to meet up for a drink uh he like added me and gotcha. he's like chicago and i was like well i was like i'm probably not gonna be in chicago in the next couple of years <laughs> I was like, but like, maybe uh, I'm in Steubenville. Like if you're ever in Steubenville, yeah. I was like, or Dallas, that's, that's two pretty good mm. Catholic options. Yeah. But that was great energy though. That's good energy. So I want to share the story of when the, when Kanye's album dropped. Okay. Uh, I was at a retreat at my home parish mm. and we were in a Protestant, uh, retreat venue, like an old timey. I was sending you photos of it. Yes. I remember. I mean, it was like, I mean, Pentecostal missionary, you know, Protestant retreat center. And I'm preparing for my talks. There's these big floor to ceiling windows and I'm in this little coffee shop area and it just starts downpouring rain. A peacock walks by and then you text me. Uh, and I knew that the album was going to be dropping soon, but you texted me and said greatest album of all time or no greatest <laughs> album of 2019, I think. Yeah. And uh, I knew exactly what you're talking about. So I immediately pull it up. So I'm literally, you know, 45 minutes before giving a talk at a men's a men's retreat at my home parish, listening to the new Kanye album, trying to work a quote in there somewhere, <laughs> just trying last minute to throw it in there. I remember when I first heard about it is I knew it was supposedly going to come out like that Friday, Yeah, but it had also supposedly was supposed to come out like every Friday for like about the two months before. So I yeah. didn't really buy it. Yeah. And I remember I was at work and we had like this training session. And it comes out at noon, and I'm 100% serious when I say seven different people asked me for my thoughts. Mm. And every time it happened, I was showing it to my uh, to my boss. It was kind of a subliminal message. And then he eventually <laughs> let me out around 2 or 3 p.m. He's like, hey, you guys can go home early because like finished our training. Yeah. I remember driving from Frisco to my house. It's like a 40-minute drive or so. I t- actually, I took the toll road because I wanted to go fast to listen mm. to it. So it was more like 25, yeah. 30. And I almost crashed my Prius when uh, – when just, the song just kept coming, out. I, I, I was just, you got too into it. Yeah, I was really into it, <laughs> and I remember thinking, I was like, I know I'm going to heaven if I like die, with this, which is like definitely not. Really that would have been the most amazing funeral if we all knew that you died listening to Kanye's new album. I feel like no one would take it seriously. I don't think there would be a single tear. If you, Actually, if you died, know. no, no. If I died, I think lots of people. That's my favorite thought. Yeah. When I'm sick in bed, I just think, well, what if I died from this? Yeah, and I think like. 
who would go to my funeral? Probably a lot of people. Who would cry? I would like to think a lot. Yeah. Who would be like crying so much they couldn't go to my funeral? Oh yeah. Who would go to the funeral and like want to cry but just like couldn't get it out? It? Yeah. And, like who would feel guilty about that? <laughs> it's a really great thought because like you think about that for long enough and then you realize that, like your stomach ache like, doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's serious. That's real. Yeah, you think yeah you think about dying and then you're like okay I can get over this. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, I don't think that I'm going to have to deal with, like, the pain of watching my fifth grade best friend, like, really crying yeah. and, like, my college best friend not being able to cry and feeling yeah. bad and yeah. jealous of his tears. That's rough if you want to cry and you can't. That's rough. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, let's get into the album, man. Let's do it. Well, cool. The, let's the, dive straight in. Well, the great quote from the last one was we were talking about like the search for truth. Mm-hmm. And I said that if anyone, I really believe this and I believe that then I believe it now is that if anyone's really genuinely searching for truth, if you live your life genuinely trying to be open to whatever is out there, I think eventually you will look to the Lord. I don't mm, think that's like yeah. a super hot take. Yeah. You know, most people who have conversions don't wake up one day and just decide, I'm going to go Google Jesus Christ. Like that's not a really common thought. They just think there must be something more. Yeah. It's the GK Chesterton, a famous quote about every man that knocks on the door of a brothel is looking for God. Absolutely. He's just looking in the wrong place. He's looking for a good, that good might be temporary connection with a person or pleasure, Mm -hmm. but anything that's good, true, beautiful is part of God. Right. Um, So sometimes we're just seeking it in misplaced ways. And well, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of hype leading up to the release of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye announced, uh, well, maybe take, how much do you know about that? Cause Kanye kind of announced that he was going to make a Christian album that he was no longer making, um, bad music. Right. <laughs> and he had a conversion and basically told someone he wasn't going to make music anymore at all. And mm-hmm. some pastor said, look, man, use your gifts for, for God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Kanye's made this sort of announcement before. Like we talked about for the life of Pablo, he announced that that was a gospel album. That was like this big announcement. And yeah. life of Pablo wasn't, it wasn't. The life of Pablo, real, real quick, Pablo means three things. It means Paul, St. Paul. He felt like he was a Christian, you know, a convert specifically because he had done these bad things. Yeah. And that was cool. Very bad and things, meant, like killed people, killed Christians. Right. And In some meant, ways the most dramatic of – the new testament conversions oh yeah oh yeah and then it meant paul like pablo like pablo escobar you know just kind of doing drugs you know kind of doing yeah. bad stuff never really repented to my knowledge i haven't seen narcos like i can't really speak to that so. <laughs> uh and then it was paul the as, historical documentary narcos absolutely it's pablo yeah. picasso it's just like this artist he's like these are like my kind of three things like i can convert i can kind of be narcos guy or I can just kind of like work on like secular art. Like which yeah. which one am I? If you look at like the album cover, it says like which one like 20 times on mm. there. And it was cool. Like he had a song called Ultra Light Beam about like the beam of light. And Still I one of my favorites. Called. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was this cool album. And I remember we talked about that search for truth. And then he comes out with Ye. And Ye really dives into like his mental illness, his like relationship with his family. And that was pretty cool. It wasn't really super overtly Christian. There were definitely some familial themes that you could kind of extract, especially if you're like a Kanye fan who goes to Francis. And you can just, you just find that anyway. You just like start making it up. 
done that a million times. Classic youth minister. Oh, absolutely. Find a lyric and just somehow connect it to and God. Just, yeah, draw, just zoom way too big into yeah. that lyric. Eight deg- it's like, it should be called something. Like, there's eight degrees of Kevin Bacon. There should be like eight degrees of youth ministry or something where you connect it. You just say, a na- you just say Nerf gun and somehow a youth minister can connect it. I wrote a Cat 120 paper on Kanye. Did I ever tell oh, you wow. about this? Oh, wow. No, no. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to write this because I was in this cat class, and I was not a catechetics major at Franciscan. So I took this guy, uh, doc- I don't think he was doctor, Professor Solon. He was like this cool yeah. guy. And we had to write this paper on. He's a mean rollerblader. Is he? Yeah, one time I was uh, on a hill at Franciscan, yeah. and I see this dude, short shorts, rollerblades, sunglasses, fanny pack. Ooh. I thought it was a college student, mm-hmm. hands behind his back. No. Behind his back, rollerblading fast near like physical plant, like past the mm-hmm. baseball fields and stuff. Like, who's this guy? He's kind of balding a little bit. And then I'm like, that is Professor Scott Sol- rollerblading. <laughs> so amazing. Like, this guy's cool. He's cool. And yeah. I, we had to write this paper on, you had to like, we read Christodelus Leachy, like this like papal document. It's like the only papal document I've like actually read. But I remember we read this document. It was cool. And we had to, it's about like the lay person and just faith. It was very kind of generic parts. And you had to somehow take a movie and just talk about like faith. In it. it was yeah. a very generic assignment. It was a freshman class. It was like the only senior in there. And pretty much everyone just does it on, uh, you had to really talk about the value of human life. And my understanding is that that Bella movie, that pro-life one, he yeah. gets about 10 of those every time. It's about <laughs> half the class does that. <laughs> So wait, how did you get Kanye if you had to do a movie? Well, did I you said, ask him for? Yeah, I said, well, can we do a TV show? He's like, yeah, you can do a TV show. I was like, what about an album? Mm. He's like, maybe. I'll let it slide. And I was like, what about four albums? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. He's like, what are you talking about? And I said, I want to write about Kanye's last four albums. And the class just burst out laughing. Wow. The same class. They didn't take you seriously. Oh, and it's important to know these same. Look how far you've come. All in the past, as soon as this album came out, within 24 hours, everyone posted about it. Oh, now they need you. And it now was, they want you. The point wasn't that they didn't believe me. It's the point that it was laughable. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this long thing. What I do is I didn't really drink caffeine in college. I thought I was, was kind of scared of it. Yeah. I remember I rip off this like five-hour energy extra strength. Mm. And I wrote for like four hours. Dang. And this was supposed the to day be, before it was due. Oh yeah, <laughs> this was supposed to be a five paragraph essay. I wrote like five pages. Oh wow, I wrote way too much. Dang, and he never graded it. Really? Do you I, just refuse to grade it? Yeah, he I gave had, you like a no grade, or well, he gave you a zero. I got a B in the class, which okay. was good because I was failing it at some point because I really was not paying attention. Yeah, and. I remember all I cared about was my grade on this paper because I wrote this magnum opus and I printed it like 10 copies. And I was like walking <laughs> you around them the out. campus. Handed them out. <laughs> I was like, yo, Chris Rosalici, Human Dignity, Kanye, check it, check wow. it, check it. And I remember I turned it in and I asked him out during the final. I was like, did you grade it? He's like, no. I was like, okay. So I sent him an email over Christmas break. I was like, yo, did you grade it? He's like, no. And then I uh, – <laughs> Was I, it like, no, I – didn't grade it. No, just, I won't grade it. Or I haven't gotten no, to it yet. Th- at first, it was no, I haven't got it. And then it was no response. <laughs> so I never quite got it. I asked him once in the hallway, but he was kind of far away. And he mm. definitely heard me, but he didn't listen. Yeah. So, so the hype leading up to the release of Jesus is King, which I always want to say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Uh-huh. So we knew that Kanye was going to come out with this gospel album. Right. We knew that he said that he's done with secular music. Mm-hmm. 
early like quote unquote secular music. Right. We knew that he had approached some pastors or approached some people and kind of got a lot of heat mm-hmm. for for this. A lot of people were thinking, well, this is gonna be this is just another media campaign. Like this right. is just he's just playing he's using the gospel to try to make like, money what, what? and is this real? Like a lot of people were not mm-hmm. sure if this was authentic. Uh is kind of exactly what you would expect from oh, yeah. yeah. And then the album releases and you know Edmonds and Toledo at this men's center. I'm ripping down Florida. I was in Florida. Florida, his home parish, Florida. I pictured it in Toledo. (laughs) I don't know why. It was a lot like grimier. Yeah. I was thinking Toledo. But it comes out and the album just rocks. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I heard it, I didn't really delve into any themes or anything, but I thought that the production, like like the beats basically, I thought they were really cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was super modern sounding. It wasn't like, you know, you're like kind of generic Christian rapper. It was like obviously like the cutting edge of classic Kanye beats, but still sounding cool. It was different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. This is, these are cool beats. And then I listened to it again and again and again and was reading what the blog boys had to say about it. And most mm. of them hated it, but then I just refused to listen to the people disagreed with me and listened yeah. to found the ones who did. Yeah. And the conclusion I came to that I agreed with is that the album is 11 songs. And it's and essentially it's a five one five structure of what's going on, and that five one five structure mirrors the classic youth minister three stages of is it three stages of evangelization or what is it all? Sure, I mean it's so you're, you're talking about like focused Catholic missionaries or there are some different evangelistic ministries and stuff that kind of shorthand a process of evangelization in like three stages: win, build, send. Or mm-hmm. there's uh, encounter, grow, serve, or I mean, there's like various yeah. various themes. Hey, Danielle, what are you? Are you using a blender? It's kind of funny. Can you blend? Some, you asked me if you, how quiet you needed to be, and now you're going to operate a blender. I was. Oh my gosh! We were finally like getting the point. We'd beat around the bush for a while, and I was like, "This is the notes I made." I don't yeah. know if anyone actually. Like, what percentage? Yeah. Does podcast versus like watch the videos? Depends. I mean, and we use stuff for social media, so oh, I mean point. that's kind of nice. But yeah, you can show people, These and it encourages videos. people to go to YouTube to see your notes. That's true. Oh, what was I get? Um, <clears throat> Danielle, you ruined it. You Not wrecked legible. it. What were we talking about? Encounter grows sir. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a shorthand. But what do you mean five one five? What is that? Well, there's eleven songs on the album. Mm-hmm. And I am proposing that it is in a five-one-five structure. Interesting. The first five songs are kind of your rising action. Then you have yeah. kind of your climax where things kind of change. Yeah. And you're kind of falling action. Okay. Interesting. And I propose that it is in a encounter, grow, serve esque model. Interesting. Hmm. Now, other people kind of came up with the five-one-five idea. So, you, if you're really into this, you've probably heard that a couple places, and I agree with them. What's the one song in the middle? Uh, everything we need and the big line is the switch your switch your attitude mm. is very much on the nose as the point where things yeah. change he doesn't really make it subtle there can we talk about how it starts because oh oh we're gonna talk about yeah because because how it starts and how it ends it starts with and and i'm pretty sure we can kind of play a little bit of this we a might not be able to but we're, we we are comment is that the blender again it won't get caught by copyright if What are you blend? It sounds like you're blending a tree trunk. Like it's not even. It doesn't even sound productive. That's a quiet blender. Okay. Uh, it starts. So Play so here's. Uh, 
Okay, listen to how this starts. It's like, it feels like you come in to a track that's already playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like it's already been playing. Mm-hmm. Here, how do I, let's turn this up a little bit. So this is every hour, and this is Sunday Service Choir. So this is, we're talking over this because we're providing commentary. He comes but, here, we need, the we need's really important. Yeah. Because he says, we need more. So he begins this album with praying for more of the power of the Lord coming down. I think that's really important. Yeah. Because it begins with him asking for more power. And that's yeah. very much a classic encounter. Mm. And also echoes just very classic literature. Think like the Odyssey, like the Odyssey. Searching, begins. searching for something supernatural yeah like supernatural assistance kind of thing like the muse they always begin these greek things asking for the muse so it kind of begins the story before the story even really begins with sort of that introduction that sort of prologue like we need the lord to come down because something's about to happen yeah but what do you make of this where right when it starts it sounds like like it's it sounds like there's two seconds missing like what is up with this this because spoiler that right there it's a loop the whole album or this I, yes. song? The, the whole album, because I think it's designed to play, because I'm going to give you the quick spoiler. At the end of the album, it's when Kanye is inter- he's entering that serve. You know, He's encountering, he's grown, he's serving, and he wants to go minister. Yeah. How do we minister in life? Some people can give talks, breaking stuff down, but when you're just starting out, what story are you going to tell? Your story. You go back to the beginning. You go back to the beginning. There's no break. You finish. You repeat the cycle. Mm. So my thought process to why it's so abrupt is that he has finished his conversion story. He's now ready to go serve, and he just launches back, and he immediately dives back into where he was asking for the Lord. That's at interesting. The yeah. Of the story. And maybe to flesh out the whole encounter, go serve, or the wind builds in, the, the mm-hmm. idea is that Jesus um, first wins people over to himself, right? So he goes to the disciples, and he says, follow me, or he mm-hmm. goes to a tax collector, says, follow me, and that's this life-changing encounter with him. Mm-hmm. Then there's this period of growth where the disciples who are following Jesus, they're built up. They learn more about him. They learn like the depths of his teaching and they're really coming to live with him and learn from him. And then the serve part or send part is, you know, this whole idea that Jesus first says, follow me. But then later at the end of the gospel says, go and make disciples. Like he sends people out. So people don't just follow him and stay there. Jesus always empowers people and then sends them out to do what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really interesting. The idea that it loops back to your own encounter. It loops back to your, like Mm -hmm. your testimony. Exactly. Oh, a hundred percent. That's very much the thing I got from there. You know, what's interesting too, is that often churches, when they're doing a discipleship process or path like that, they will often put it as a circle Mm -hmm. because uh, you don't want people to think, Oh, well I've done steps one, two, and three. I'm done. Exactly. And so we will, I, I sometimes put it at like picture it as, or I've also seen it as a circle like this. You're endlessly re-encountering the Lord and drawing deeper into that and meditating on that first encounter or, you know, reliving it. Oh yeah. And if you look at the length of the album, it's what it's, it's less than 30 minutes. Yeah. It's not long. Like I, I listened through it pretty quick and to be honest, I was a little. I probably had hyped it up way too much, mm. but I was a little. It was. Uh, it was a little confusing to me. Right. I, I was expecting something that was going to wow me a lot mm. more, and maybe that was just. It took me a while to kind of warm up to some of them, some of the songs. Oh yeah. 
Um, and I think that the, because of the shortness, it lends itself to replay that. Yeah, yeah, lot. yeah. That I remember I listened to it. And I was like, okay, that was really cool. I'm going to listen to it again immediately. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I think that sort of spiral works really well because of the shortness of the album. Is that something I had to listen to a lot to kind of get? Yeah. So I I had looked up the second song is Salah. Yeah, it's like a psalm phrase, huh? Yeah, and I looked this up because I was wondering what this is, and it's a word used 74 times in the Hebrew Bible, 71 times in the Psalms, and three times in the book of Habakkuk. Mm. And it says the meaning of the word is not known. Various interpretations are given, right? But it's just a random word that we don't really know what it means. It kind of is in the Psalms, and it might have been a... um, direction to a musician or direction to like maybe mm-hmm. maybe it literally just means chorus <laughs> sing chorus again <laughs> go right. back to the chorus <laughs> you know like it's like early lyrics.com or something um and i thought about that a lot i was trying to think i was like man i'd love to like come on this podcast and say i've cracked the code it's a lot this. <laughs> but we know it's there's definitely it's a psalm so there's obviously a musical background there yeah. like that part makes sense but we don't really know what it means yeah. except that it's musical and it's christian yeah interesting yeah anyways you could go down this rabbit hole kind of looking into some of this stuff but um you know it's interesting whoa look at this gonzo journalist hunter s thompson commonly used the word to end articles and personal letters that's interesting um Fear and loathing. Have you seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny Depp? No, I'm it's not a great movie. But Hunter S. Thompson is crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is an aside, but um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, the main bit I got from that song is that it's very much classic Kanye in the sense that it's like you listen to this album and you're like, all right, I've begun. Mm. We're Christian now. And then he talks about like screaming at his chauffeur. It's like a line in this song. <laughs> and I remember hearing this thing and like, ah, classic Kanye. He's like, Christian, but the poor dude driving his limo, I'm going to give him lip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that the one where he's saying, uh, I'm I'm not rude, I'm focused or something? I think so. I yeah. think it's this one, yeah. So Salah, this song. Um, so this is, there's a guy that does a prayer, right? Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this. Uh, here, I'll fast forward a little bit so YouTube won't take this out. But did he just say Ultra Beam? He does say Ultra Beam. He's like, I get to heaven, gets, I got a peak over. Like, All right, look at me, I'm really holy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just focused. I mean, I'm just focused. Like when I'm screaming at the chauffeur, yeah. I'm not me. I'm just, I'm just focused. focused. <laughs> what does that mean? Dude, this song, this song gets you like. Oh my god! When it starts going, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That was the first moment where I almost crashed my car. It was was like I heard these drums. Yeah, these drums. Yeah, this part. So like, this song's real cool because it's this cool sound and the salah. And if I had to guess what salah means. It is Kanye in the sense that no one really knows who he is, where he's at at this mm. point in the album. We know that he's Christian. Mm-hmm. We know that he's musical. We know it's a psalm. And this is this also the Sunday service choir, the vocals? Yeah, most of this is okay. Sunday service, guys. That's the other thing is I was not shocked, but I thought it was cool how um, how front and center other people are. Like, yeah. like the, the choir. Like mm-hmm. they play a very... I was... I was expecting to hear much more of Kanye and mm-hmm. I felt like in every song I was like wait where's there's one where Kanye I think is singing and mm-hmm. I, for 
every time I hear the song, I I don't recognize that it's Kanye singing. I forget which one it is, but he's singing, and I'm like, what? Who is this? One of the ones near the end of the album got me like that. Yeah. Okay, so we have Salah. So yeah, Salah's like he's screaming at the chauffeur, like, "All right, he's like Christian, but he's like kind of a jerk. We yeah. don't really know what's going on." Yeah. Which Maybe is what Salah makes. It's one half baked theory amongst the thousand. Yeah. Then we keep going at like follow God, and once again, Kanye is screaming in this one as well. Oh, so he's good. He's screaming at his dad. He's screaming at like the basketball referee, yeah. like he's Michael Jordan. Dude, I love. I mean, I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about rap, but the way he's rapping over this beat is so catchy. Oh, he rides it's this. It's so beat. catchy. I was yeah. looking at the gram, I don't even like likes. Kanye is half the reason why Instagram's going away with likes, which apparently has started. Yeah, they've been testing it in a lot of different places. My little brother can't view likes. Interesting. He yeah. thought it was on everyone. I was like, yeah. sorry, dog. I'm still doing it for the likes. You know. Wow. Well, I mean, you can, you'll can, you still be able to see your own likes. Mm-hmm. You just won't be able to see other people's. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude, but the way he raps over this, I... I really liked this song. This song is the one that I remember thinking. I was like, I understand if you listen to this and you're an atheist, you're an agnostic, a lazy atheist, basically. Yeah. And you don't like them themes. But how can you hear this song and think this is bad rap? I know, right? I I love... Um, so this is the one where he's saying... I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I wanted to, uh, to talk to you. For, like uh, Immediately as I was listening to this, I was like, man, I want to talk to Kanye about this. Um, uh this thing where he said, um, Oh man. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Now that I'm reading this now, I'm confused. Anyways, uh, somebody only clothes who can get you like off your, I don't know what that means. Anyways, I woke up this morning. I said my prayers. I'm all good. Then I tried to talk to my dad, mm-hmm. give him some advice. He starts spazzing on me. I start spazzing back him. and he said, that ain't Christ. Like, and I said, ah, but there's this this theme of like um, arguing with my dad, and he said it ain't Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard it, I thought because uh, he's he's at the end of a lot of these verses, it's like screaming at my dad. He told me that ain't Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard it through, I was thinking like literally Kanye's actual like is Kanye's father alive? Yeah, yeah, he uh, he wasn't around. He was a kid, but they've become closer. And I think yeah. his dad's in the music video for one of these songs. I think it's this one. So at first, I was thinking you probably know that as like the Kanye <laughs> expert. Uh, at first, I was thinking, you know, if you make a convert, if you if someone goes through a conversion mm-hmm. to Christianity, oftentimes what happens is the people in your life that knew you before that mm-hmm. will start calling you on stuff. So when you mess up, they'll be like, "Hey, man, you you say you're a Christian now? Like this is not." This isn't Christ-like, you know, and just call you out on that hypocrisy. So at first I thought that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But then when, especially right now, again, reading it back through, I wonder if he's talking about like his heavenly father screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like. And then again, it's like he's trying to, it says, um, wrestling with God. I don't really want to wrestle, man. It's really life. Like everything in my life, arguing with my dad. And he said, it ain't Christ. Like, I don't know, man. The final verses, I woke up this morning, said my prayers. I'm all good. Then I tried to talk to my dad, give him some advice. He starts spat. I don't know, man. I'm torn. Maybe it is his literal father. I think the literal father, because he's talking, I think that fits with 
granted it fits with the message that I wrote on paper here, yeah. so maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. But he's talking about wrestling with God, but I don't want to wrestle with him. That's not exactly a sign of mature faith. Yeah. In the same sense that fighting with your dad and yelling at him is yeah. not the sign. It's not that Christ-like. It's, right. It's, yeah. And especially because his father has featured very prominently in the music videos for these couple different songs in this album, and something he's kind of been talking about because his mother's obviously been dead for like a decade now. But it's interesting. It, it starts with, Father, I stretch, stretch my hands to you. Well, Father, stretch my hands is a song from Life of Pablo. Oh, okay. Where that's definitely a prayer. That's definitely, yeah. you know, that was something that's been kind of on for a while, that idea of like stretch my hands to you, you know, showing yeah. the gap in between me and you is sort of that beginning of this individual song. So interesting, man. Like, I, I don't know. When I listen to this, I really think about that struggle of a new believer, right? I mean, here too. I think uh, it's a great take, though. What you're saying. Screaming at my dad, he told me it ain't Christ-like. And then it goes in the next verse immediately. But nobody nobody never tell you when you're being when you're being like Christ. Oh, yeah. Like, like, people will tell you when you're not being like Christ, but no one walks up to you and goes, hey, you're being very Christ-like. Especially if they're not Christian. Yeah. Like, I've never had a non-Christian come up and be like, man, Kyle, you're really christ Yeah. They're very like Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's a good interpretation of it. I think it's a cool thought. I love, I, I really like this song. Um, okay. Sh- do we want, do you want to move on? Yeah. The next song has some, the worst line of Kanye's discography, arguably. Really? So I didn't like this song. I did not really like this song. It's super dark and weird. Closed on Sunday. You, my chick, I, you, I, my chick, I, I remember I heard that song. I was driving on the highway. I remember thinking, I was like, I'm uh, going to have to defend this line now. Aren't I? <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. So this is, it has a couple lines. I really like now it's a longer song. It's a few minutes long. And the music video of this, did you see that mm-hmm. super weird. So it's a bunch of people in trucks. These big trucks. Big, like, huge, weird like trucks. These, like Star Wars looking tanks driving around Wyoming. And it's like Kanye and his family and some other people in what looks like an apocalyptic future driving through the desert it's, it's kind of. Ranch. Or, it's, it's oh, it's a, his ranch? Yeah, it's, okay. it's his ranch out in Wyoming. Weird. It's, it's very strange. And then they just get out of the car and are kind of walking around and nothing really happens. Close on Sunday, you're my Chick-fil-A. What does that mean, Kyle? What does this mean? Is what it is. You said best album of 2019 is is track four. Okay, so we were only four tracks deep. We've gotten to like a black mar on the on the album here. Now I do want to say that the line where he goes, "Jezebel don't even stand the chances at twice." And I don't know the timestamp. Yeah, but I remember hearing that that line. And I, I was very excited. I love that idea of just they don't even stand a chance. But I remember hearing this. Well, explain that. Who's Jezebel for people that? Well, Jezebel's the, she's she's a bad girl from the OT baby. Jezebel. Jezebel is not not just the. Oh, uh, not Jezebel.com. I was gonna say it's a liberal looking website. It's like this weird fifth wave feminist. But uh, Jezebel back in the OT, she's uh she's with David, right? So Jezebel was the daughter of Ethobal of mm-hmm. Sidon and the wife of Ahab, king of Israel, okay. according to the Ahab. book of Kings in the Hebrew Bible, according to the narrative, Jezebel, along with her husband, instituted the worship of Baal All right. and Asherah on a national scale. So she helped uh, a nation. She helped change a worship of a nation that, you know, I- Israel is worshiping God, Yahweh, right. and she helps <laughs> in, in institute the Holy worship calf. of, yeah, Baal, who um, is that calf guy? Well, and he often also wanted um, child sacrifice too. 
he's a pagan god. So right. definitely uh, Bal's not 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 our team player. Here. Yeah, yeah. And so Jezebel doesn't stand a chance. What is what are you getting? Oh, what are you getting? Kanye is saying that the culture, because Jezebel wasn't a single person. She wasn't like this person who was doing things her own. She was leading the people into the wrong. Yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Saying that you know Kanye wants to be that guy. The culture, whoever's the lead, whoever Jezebel is in our day to day life, doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, which is a weird juxtaposition against. Chick Fil A, <laughs> I know, right? And, yeah, and some people will tell you that oh, Kanye is doing this because he's trying to like highlight the immature faith of like the kid who's like in high school and got invited to go to Gateway and like goes to Chick Fil A all the time. They like, think it's like yeah, this mm-hmm. is Christian like going to Chick Fil A. And don't get me wrong, you know, it's cool that they're closing something. It's definitely like a cool witness. But some people will tell you that's trying to show that he's still in that encounter growish stage mm-hmm. of not really mature at all like you know you're my number one with the lemonade which is the best explanation i've heard because yeah it's a really strange it's strange it's super dark um no more living for the culture we nobody's slave i mean in some ways you could have this narrative of you know the culture wants capitalism consumerism constantly open constantly up for business and for chick-fil-a to close on sunday you know the the hot take on that is that that flies in the face of cap oh, like yeah. what you would consider good business practices so it's like because we're christian we're closed on sundays so i mean there is this kind of narrative you could write of well this is the line in the sand that we're going to be closed on sundays because a lot of this is about his family and his family not giving in to cultural Oh, it's all about the culture. Yeah, but he says you're my you're my Chick Fil A. Like you're my yeah. I don't know. Well, because like this like the thing is his family like Chick Fil A. Jezebel does not stand the chance against Chick Fil A, right? Because yeah. they're not bound to the culture. And if you are my Chick Fil A, his wife Jezebel also does not stand a chance against his wife. Yeah. But my thinking within the song is that it kind of every one of these songs sort of serves a dual purpose of the narrative of the song and the narrative of the song as a placeholder. In the album. But isn't it interesting, though, the line Jezebel didn't even stand a chance for me. And I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm not super close to all of this. But Mm. but for me, I thought of the contrast between that line and Kim Kardashian, who broke the Internet with a picture of her butt. Uh Right. Like like a person in the culture, moving the culture. Very in a Jezebel-like figure, in arguably in a bad direction, Definitely the worship direction. of her romper, right? Like, so I thought that was, I don't know. I, oh, I agree. That's why I think this song makes sense in the context of being the immature person faith. Yeah, of not really introspective of what not what just you're doing, your family, but like your wife, like, yeah, has done. And so, what's the backstory on like? So he became he had this conversion and then didn't he demand that Kim start dressing modestly? And then Kim kind of in the same period gets baptized into like the Orthodox Russian church like or something. Armenian Catholic. Or Armenian Catholic. Yeah. yeah. So Kanye at some point tells Kim just like, you got to stop dressing. I dress and you can't be doing this. We're not doing this anymore. Like we're yeah. done with this. Kim's like, Kind of, we've been married for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of a yeah. weird thing to declare at this point in the relationship. And especially because – That's her brand. I mean that's how she was – her family was built as a dynasty around this, yeah. around sex. 
Oh yeah. yeah. And like when people say, Oh Kyle, like your brand, like I wouldn't want to abandon my brand of like wearing whatever, like flannels or some crap. <laughs> my brand doesn't make me any money. It's just something I like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it was something making me money, that'd be a whole different story. And he says, Hey, you gotta stop doing this. Around this time the kids get baptized in the Armenian Catholic, which the Kardashians have traditionally been baptized in, which is some sort of yeah. Eastern Orthodox. Oh, here's something I I wanted to ask you too. Do you think Kim and Kanye, like from what you know or what you've seen, do they live together and are an actual like loving family that lives together? Or is this more of a professional relationship a la like Bill and Hillary Clinton? Do they have separate houses that they live in like six months of the year? Because they have – how many kids do they have? They keep pumping out kids. Now, let's be honest. I think the last one or possibly the last two have come from a surrogate. But the first two were – Really done. You can argue that your first kid is maybe a publicity stunt. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you can maybe ask Danielle. I don't think anybody gets pregnant because it's fun, especially (laughs) not the first time. Yeah. But do you think that they have a professional working relationship? I think it is real. I think that maybe at some point that ran through their mind at the beginning and probably wasn't a negative. Mm Mm-hmm. But I definitely do think it's the real relationship. I think the kids okay. keep coming. I this think- is this is like a Jay Z Beyonce like true love kind of thing. Absolutely. And keep in mind, Jay Z and Beyonce, they went ahead. Beyonce, you know, had the mm-hmm. how many kids? They have just one kid, or yeah. I have no idea. I but they went through some tough. Uh, Jay Z cheated on mm-hmm. Beyonce at one point, right? Or they oh. had some troubles. Anyways, yeah, they wrote an album about it. Okay, so any other thoughts on closed on Sunday? I can't. This was a speed bump for me on this album. I mean, it's a good song. I love the Jezebel song, and I supposedly it's the mature, immature fitting, which I get. But I thought lyrically that was one of the worst lines of his career. Yeah, you my Chick Fil A. But does so? What you're saying though is it's such a bad line that maybe it's intentionally bad, right? And people will say that a lot of his early songs, if you look at the college dropout, he kind of goes these three acts of like trying to be famous, being famous, but like trying to find that hit and then deciding to be myself with like the culmination of like Jesus walks, like I'm going to yeah. be myself. He also in almost every album, right? He mentions something very, very, very um, uh, current. So like he had uh sound bites from call of duty in one of his tracks. He had like um, samples from, like Call of Duty, and then he's used viral clips, audio from viral clips, right? Ultralight beam. Oh, yeah. He's using clips from, from like... There's a vine in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is just in the same vein of, like, mm. super... I mean... It's a weird thing that he wants it to be dated in this way. Something I think is interesting, a lot of people don't know, is that Kanye's past five or so albums, he's had a film crew recording, like, everything leading up to it. What do you mean? I'm, I mean, now, literally, he's... The whole creative process of his past five or so albums has been totally documented. And you can watch on no, that's the thing you can't watch it. Oh, supposedly it's going to come out in the mega documentary that every Kanye stand thinks about, but when they can't sleep and like, dude, like, that's a great idea though. It'd be super cool because it'd be cool. like record all the footage, but then not release it for mm-hmm. twenty years because to see how it changes, like it'd be cool to watch. Okay, life of Pablo. This is him there. Cool, but it'd be a lot cooler to watch. This is where Kanye was, Twisted Fancy, this is where he was you yeah. know, during X, Y, Z, and like that chain, I think is so much cooler. It's interesting, the idea of not releasing it, like, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube is, you know, vlog every day and release Absolutely. it immediately. The idea of getting all the footage and then not releasing it till 
some mm-hmm. future date. It would be a really crazy journey too. Now seeing him go this Christian route. Oh yeah, It'd be really because, fascinating. Because this definitely was not planned. I don't think he thought this was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things, Anthony Graham, can I use? The, can I take an intermission? Oh yeah. Well, now we're gonna go to a word from our sponsors. A word from our sponsor. Oh wait. No. <laughs> this is a funny shot. Go for it. <laughs> Do you gotta go pee? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. We're back from our sponsor break. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Casper mattresses, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Casper, for... Oh, no. Here's our sponsor. This hat is from Unleash the Gospel, Detroit. They sent it to me. So Edmund wraps them. I wrap um, Revival for Heaven. Check them out on Instagram. It's important to me. It's my book. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll add that to the show notes. Revival for Heaven. Yeah. Okay. Before we left, before we went to the PP break... Um, what were, what were we, we on? We just kind of wrapped up on Closed on Sunday. And we're about to move into like On God. Yeah. Which has, you kind of need a break after Closed on Sunday. Exactly. Isn't this true? Absolutely. And like On God also has some lines that are absurd, but in a different way. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I, I, I have been excited to talk about this because I want to talk about his merch. He talks about it. He's like, I can't let my family starve. Hey, you yeah. get so much favor on your side. Except the measure, Lord and Savior, I reply. Prosperity gospel, folks. Yeah, right? Absolute prosperity gospel. So do you think Do you think Kanye is seriously um, into the... Pro- so right after the album comes out, he goes to Joel Olstein's church and right. gives a talk, which I don't know that I ever saw a recording of what he talked about or anything. I didn't or, see that either. Okay. Um, so that's interesting, but at the same time... Maybe Joel Olstein was one of the first people to kind of reach out, and it's hard to get through. I mean, how do you as a pastor get through all the noise to actually talk to Kanye? If we wanted Kanye to come to St. Francis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, how do you get through? Um, so, I don't know. So, I don't know. So, I try not to read into that kind of stuff. You know, he's well, going to meet with Con- or meet with Joel Olstein. Well, like- the thing I like about it is that, once again, this is weak. And maybe I like the five one five. What is weak? Structure. The, this song is weak. The, no, my attitude towards the song. You can argue that it's weak that I'm making excuses for Kanye because if you know someone who's a big Kanye fan, yeah. chances are whenever he does something dumb, you like hit them up. That's like a pretty yeah. common thing. Yeah. And the point I'm getting at is, you could argue that well, maybe Kyle's just making up this whole five one five structure yeah. because it's really convenient that like half the songs are like pretty good Christian and like mm-hmm. half the songs are pretty flawed. But pretty much every song up to this point has shown the faith in an imperfect way. Whether he's screaming at his dad, screaming at the ref, screaming at the chauffeur, just kind of dumb close on Sunday. Now he's talking about the tune jazz, except for the kind of the first song where it's not a lot of depth. And that first song is really just asking the Lord to come down. There's not a lot of lyrical content in so every the, hour. To this song? No, uh, or, On God's got a lot. Gotcha, I gotcha. Meant, of the first five is On God, which is more of a prologue. Oh, not song. much content in the first right. couple songs. Gotcha, gotcha. But the, really just the first song. And then the first four are all pretty flawed faith, you know. Yo, I gotta sell these t-shirts for two hundred dollars, you know. And I yeah, right. Okay, where's that line? Where's that? Uh, it's like, uh, oh man, where is this? The control F. I don't know. But that's a very prosperity gospel esque thing of a two hundred dollar t-shirt and like the IRS want they fifty plus our tithe 
man, that's over half of the pie. <laughs> right. Uh, that's I felt dry. That's on God. That's why I charge the prices that I charge. <laughs> right. I can't be out here dancing with the stars. No, I got to let my family. S- no, I cannot I let, my, let family my family starve. starve. I go I hard. That's on God. So he's basically like, I'm charging what I charge. And then the rest is up to God. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because I make fun of it. I have a $70 Kanye t-shirt in my yeah. closet. Yeah. You know, I have a $40 Kanye t-shirt. Interesting. Also in my closet. You know, it's uh, I definitely pay for it. Yeah, because that was another thing I was thinking is he goes through his conversion and how is all of his merch going to – and the freaking expensive Yeezys and stuff like that. Like like you just keep keep going through it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So – but the idea that that is still the flawed Christianity, all right, it makes sense. Yeah. But if you keep having the flaw, what's the point? Is the album going to be 11 songs that the answer is is no because we hit the – we get the switch. We get the switcher, switcher attitude on song number, song number six. Everything we need. So on God, do you, how what, do you like this track? I like the track. I think it's a one of like the harder beats. Like you know, I I don't know how many people watch the camera here, but I probably don't look like a dude who's getting shredded all the time. But if I were to be <laughs> working, working out, out next, really, you work oh, to this? Oh, the idea, like oh. If I pray, the Lord's going to make me jacked. Yeah. It's not really accurate, <laughs> but like if I'm in the gym, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that would be something yeah. I would want to listen to. Yeah. In 03, they told me not to drive. I bleached my hair for every time I could have died. <laughs> but I survived. That's on God. Like it's a, there are some cool thoughts yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greatest artist rest in or alive. <laughs> Been it's telling y'all since 05. It's pretty. It's it's a little prideful here. Um, oh, it's very prideful. It's very prosperity, but yeah. it's also there's some classic yay lines. There. Yeah, like it literally starts with how did you get so quote how you get so much favor on your side and then quote accept him as your lord and savior. I reply. Oh yeah, that's how you get the favor, man. That's which how you get that favor. Great prosperity gospel, which. Um, yeah. I, mean, I know your listeners are so smart, but in case yeah. one of my dumb friends is listening, yeah. it's that idea that, oh, if you pray a lot, the Lord will make you rich. And, like, you know, it's like your stereotypical yeah. Joel scene. Oh, like. There's a little bit of stuff. Oh, okay, so now we go into everything we need. Which is the big change. That's our climax. It's a change in action. I do like the, uh, ooh, ooh, the, like the, I like that stuff in it. Oh, this is a, this is a great song. Yeah. Okay, so this is the so we go five. Now this is the one. Right. This is the center of the album. This song is about having everything we need, which is a big transition from "Yo, my family's gonna starve <laughs> if I don't charge this money for a T-shirt." To we have everything. We have everything we need. Interesting, yeah. That's a huge contrast. It's All a difference, of the songs yeah. so far have flown pretty quickly. You know, he talks about screaming at the chauffeur. And then he's screaming at his dad. That's that's pretty clear. That's yeah. pretty clear. And just sort of that immaturity in this song is an interesting take. It's I've got everything I need. It's a sort yeah. of can be seen as this moment of realization, sort of that change. Yeah. Which is, I think, the most important thing. It's that moment of conversion. Switch your, switch your attitude. I'm switching my attitude. Yeah. I like this uh, when he talks about Adam and Eve. Switch my attitude. I'm so radical. All these people mad at dude. 
this for who it mattered to. What if Eve made? What if Eve made apple juice? You gonna do what Adam do, <laughs> or say, baby, let's put this back on the tree because <laughs> we have everything we need. I mean, it's pretty good, man. Uh, it's like pretty corny. It's fun. It's pretty silly, but, but it's fun. It makes sense. Yeah, I'm okay with a line like that if it makes sense in the context of the fate, as opposed to yeah. But it's kind of fun, you yeah, know. Like, I, I like, didn't mind that one. What if Eid made apple juice? Like, what? Like calling someone your Chick Fil A is a joke that I've seen a thousand times, yeah. and of those thousand times, nine hundred ninety nine have been on sophomore year Franciscan <laughs> students Instagram stories. But still, it works for him. This this one because he's been a Christian for like thirty seconds. Right, it's a new thing. He's it's going through it. Immature Al. He's going through it. Um, but so here's a question, Edmund. If someone becomes Christian after they like make that decision, they're going to be Christian. They go through it. They learn about their faith. What happens after they've learned about their faith? They made. So what's the next step in becoming Catholic? After they've learned about their faith, you learn about your faith a little bit. If they're not Catholic, if you're not Catholic, what do you, what's the first step? Uh, well, you go through a process of right. learning. Yeah, you RCA. learn your faith. What happens after that? Uh well um then you get sacramentalized you go through baptism baptism what's the first song after everything we need water guys I Boom. want the record to show that I was not planned I was like come on I mean you got to get in here Aunt so Clemens cool. who's Aunt Clemens he's like the soul guy on there okay so now we got water all about baptism here yeah it's it's renewal water is always this classic symbol of like beginning yeah. the symbol of hope and it's this idea that. He's been to this immature faith, this sort of encounter phase where he's still kind yeah. of learning. And he's making that change of just like water. He's really beginning. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, like being purified kind of stuff. Um, playing, I mean, this guy's singing, playing, booting, planting, moving, planning, tubing. And then um, actually one of my favorite moments in the album is the – is. Um, Kanye's kind of liturgy or uh, uh, litany, the mm-hmm. Jesus flow through us, Jesus right. heal the bruises, Jesus. Um, this is a straight up prayer. At this yeah, point. yeah, like yeah. At this point in the album, we are not talking about, yeah, I'm screaming, I'm doing this. It's straight up a prayer at this yeah, point in the album. Yeah. Clean us like the rain in spring, take the chlorine out our conversation, let your light reflect on me. Um, but yeah, no, I love, I mean, that one moment the where he, uh, Ali actually said, um. Oh man, or no? Maybe I saw this on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the same time the album came out, the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, mm-hmm. had some symposium or something, and they produced some document. And it was either Ali or someone said on Twitter, uh, Kanye's album literally says Jesus more in one song <laughs> than the entire Conference of Catholic Bishops like a 120 page letter <laughs> or document or whatever they put out. And I was like, dang, but just, just in this, you know, it's, I don't know. It's like freaking 15 yeah, lines of just on. Jesus comma. And then something mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I love it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that part. It's, it's in it. Yeah. And it goes together really well. It just sounds good. Um, let's see if we can get it here. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. This, here this part, right? 
Jesus, clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, and please reveal. It's right Jesus, in the middle of the song. Jesus, so right in the middle of the album. Yeah. Jesus, help us live. So this is Jesus, right at the beginning of that really third act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, give us of that fallen action post everything we need. Yeah. Like there's really not a lot of well okay so this characters. is the so this would be the first so if the five one five so this would be the first song in this in that right the, the last five the first song of that second set of so right after the halfway point mm-hmm. in the album we're no longer in the, as immature of the faith this is in that serve of the I've done X yeah. Y and Z now I'm ready to bounce now I'm ready yeah. to go okay which I think is a cool part to be at you know it's definitely the part where I want to be at yeah. in my life. It's a good song. I mean, it's isn't my favorite. That one part where Kanye is rapping over Jesus, like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty nice. Okay, so now we go into God is God is. Which Dude, is I like this one. Gospel. Yeah, this one rocks. I I like this it's one. It's a complete vibe, and he has yeah. the line here saying, "Jesus, you won the fight." Yeah. Saying, not talking about Jesus. I'm fighting. I need you, Lord. Come on, which he says all throughout. Lord, yeah. come out. it's kind of triumphant a little bit. Won. It's very yeah. triumphant. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of reflecting on what God he is. Got it. I, I'm here. I, like, what is God? I yeah. bought in. Yeah. I'm still kind of thinking. I still maybe have some questions, but I'm not screaming like that ain't Christ. Like he's not doing that. Yeah, at yeah, this yeah. Point. So is that Kanye singing? Mm-hmm. So this is the song where every time I hear it, I don't realize this is Kanye singing and then halfway through the song I'm like that's Con- is this Kanye singing right because he blends in here but he sounds soulful I mean he sounds I mean we can double check in the lyrics you know maybe I'm just placed maybe I just think every guy who sounds good is Kanye you know <laughs> um yeah that's gotta be him that sounds like him I was like but uh yeah no cause you could also interpret this maybe this is a stretch that Mm-hmm. When you start believing, you don't walk alone. Yeah, people are not believing in God alone. Yeah, but when you start believing, life in Christ is something you do with people. Yeah, no one is, no man's an island. So some people will tell you, and I've found this to be a little bit of a stretch, but maybe the podcasters will like it. That now that he is walking with God, they make the argument that from this point on in the album, there's a lot more of a chorus action, a lot less individual rapping to sort of symbolize the fact that. He's now part of a community of believers. Yeah. Hmm. Which? Well, I mean, the first song is not Kanye at all. It's the choir. Right. Now, the first choir is supposedly him telling the story of... Gotcha. Setting the scene, you know, calling on it, the loop. But he talks about, you know, this is a mission, not a show. Uh, this mm-hmm. is my kids. This is the crib. This is my wife. This is my life. This is, you know... Um, so, this, I mean, yeah, this is a good one. Great song. Yeah, this one's nice. I like when this one comes on. Um, what else was it? Oh, uh, Jesus, You Have My Soul, Sunday Service on a Roll. I don't think we've talked – we haven't touched much about where Sunday Service fits in on all this. Do you want to explain <laughs> Sunday Service? So he started having these meetings. Yeah, it's, it's like what? Maybe a, maybe a year or so ago he started doing these Sunday Service things. More than that, maybe a year and a half. These little shows with the choir. Every and, Sunday he would do this sort of praise and worship service in like these like parks. Yeah. And then he and with like gospel, this big choir and like all these celebrities would go. And then I also watched a video where he was explaining uh, he was getting really into light therapy and 
how certain hues in lighting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he'll be in this white room, but then they made everything this like shade of red. Right. And how, if you're in that space for a long time, it has an effect on your emotional, like your subconscious and stuff. And so he was just interested in, mm-hmm. in that and just being in that space for a long time. Yeah. And it kind of peaks on Easter Sunday. He does this giant one at Coachella. It's at Easter Sunday Coachella. It's a Kanye live stream. And if you know anything about a Kanye live stream is it was supposed to start at like 10 a.m. I remember my a good friend of mine, my buddy Anthony, like kicks my door not 10. He's like, Kyle, you're not watching the stream. And I was like, not even awake yet. I'm like, At 10 a.m.? You weren't awake? Uh, it, I was at Franciscan the night before I'd gone like the resurrection party thing. Party animal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's like yeah. it was the resurrection party. Yeah. I was like, you're allowed to stay up late Saturday for vigil. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's after, you know, you stay up, you do this long vigil. You like dance in like the gym or whatever. <laughs> And then I was like, there's just no chance this thing starts on time. The thing starts at like noon, like two hours later. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, it was this cool deal of this sort of witness of every Sunday, the media was always there. Kanye was proclaiming the gospel. This was before Jesus King came out. He would basically just play. Does he give a message each Sunday too? Not really. He just kind of okay. plays soul remixes of his songs. And every once in a while, a pastor would come out. He didn't really give a lot of witness yeah there. but like chance will show up and other musicians yeah, and chance show up. shows up my boy donald glover was there sometimes you know everybody was there and maybe you could say they were just there for the instagram maybe you could say they were just there for the culture but if they are there for the instagram they are there for the culture then jezebel really doesn't stand the chance mm, i like how you i like how you full circled it there i really just love that jezebel line man it's okay my favorite now we're on hands-on, hands-on, which this one hit me pretty hard. Like, I liked this. And this is such obvious imagery, that idea of, like, a blessing, hands-on. Yeah. Like something's going wrong, hands-on. So what do you think hands-on is referring to? You, you're saying, like, a blessing? Oh, yeah. Cut out all the lights, heed the light. You're going through these things. But he's going saying, what are you doing on the street tonight? What's going on with your life? That is sort of an example of that serving. But he's also you know what's, to the, what's interesting, though, is this is the second song where he's mentioned the 13th Amendment. Which is the 13th Amendment? Yeah. Uh, the 13th Amendment is when um, oh, the, uh, abolished slavery yeah. and involuntary servitude. But there was another song, because I, I looked it up while we were reading the lyrics, but there was another song that had 13th Amendment in it as well. I think it was Everything We Need. Uh, he mentions it. Um, so that's interesting. But told the, so I think that's an analogy of the slavery that obviously African Americans face in the United States versus the sort of mental slavery of. Oh, no, no, no. It's on God. Race. In On God, he said uh, 13th Amendment. Um, uh, let's see. On God. Sorry, I'm. I'm Doing this, this is interesting. We're doing this live. We're going deep into this. There are three cameras. There's a camera on me, a camera on Edmund. <laughs> okay, so a camera on like the. So here we go. Uh, this is in on God. He says, "Went from one in four to one, in, or you can still be anything you want to be." Went from one in four to one in three. I don't know what that means. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, um, now we got a little click. Uh, we're really cheating now. There might be a pun related to the Trinity. Like one in three. Uh, but then it says, 13th Amendment, got to end it. That's on me. He, the new commander in the chief. So then in the song we're talking about now, Hands On, he says, 13, so cut out all the lights, heed the light, got pulled over, see the brights, right? The cops pulling you over. What are you doing on the street at night? Wonder if they're going to read your rights. 
um, 13th Amendment, three strikes. But then he – so he kind of has this play on words about strikes, right? Because mm-hmm. slavery, I mean the famous image of um, this African man with the, the strikes on his back, right? Like yeah. the, the stripes on his back from, from being whipped. But then it goes into um, told the devil that I'm going on strike. So I don't know. There's just some interesting – there's also the great line of the devil, I'm going to strike, you know, like I've been working for him my whole life, which doesn't really answer sort of the point, but I just love that line of kind of yeah. recognizing where yeah. he was as this, you know, rap music that was played to all these bad things, you know, Kim and all the things they've done yeah. of that recognizing of turning away of I've been working for you my whole life, which I just thought was a very powerful yeah. line. Going on strike. I also love how he goes back and forth between um, what, you know, in this people are saying to him as someone who's trying to make a gospel album, right? Like nothing worth it, worse than a hypocrite change. He ain't really different. Like he, he ain't even try to get permission to ask for advice and they distant. So he's kind of talking about mm-hmm. uh, said, I'm finna do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first ones to judge me, make it feel like nobody. I don't know. I, I, ah, man, this part hit me hard. But what's great about this is that he's talking about his problems going on there in the 13th Amendment, the Christians in this, but he's not lashing out the way he was earlier. Mm. He's still saying that, yeah, maybe he's frustrated, but he's not spazzing at him the way he yeah. talked about with his dad or screaming at the His attitude appears to be different. Obviously, he's not happy. That he might be getting judged. Yeah, and also there's this thing where he says, where there's a little bit more of this humility, right? Because he said, uh, I'm not trying to lead you to visas. If I try to lead you to Jesus, we get called halfway believers. Only halfway read Ephesians. <laughs> Only if they knew what I knew. I was never new till I knew. Anyway, and so. I think that's a this, mature I, thing. Yeah, to this say like that. humility of like, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Like, and I. I worked for I worked for uh, the devil my whole life, and I've only halfway read Ephesians. I think that's you know? so much more mature than yeah. where he's at. I think this is a great sign of yeah, life may not be perfect. That's what they tell you in one on one when you give a talk. You talk about yeah. where you were beforehand, what changed you, your life afterwards, which is theoretically better, but it's not perfect. You're not supposed to idealize the fact that yeah, oh, I got my confirmation, accepted God, and then. Everything was perfect. It wasn't like that. People still criticized me. I didn't get confirmed, for example, and then memorized Ephesians. That's just not how it worked. I love this last verse uh, before the chorus again. I deserve all the criticism you got. If that's all the love you have, that's all you got. To sing of change, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. I understand your reluctancy, but I have a request. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Uh, It reminds me of when Pope Francis was elected. And he comes out on the balcony. I remember watching the live stream. Pope Francis comes out on the balcony and they announce like, you know, mm-hmm. Habanimus Octoris Papas, yeah. Papas or whatever. And uh, and then Pope Francis, one of the first acts he does, his first public act is he asks everyone to pray for him. And he just bows his head and, and it's quiet. Like, if you will please pray for me. And that was really moving. That was really moving moment it reminds me of this like look like if you have reluctancy just you know pray for me the criticism is not coming he still receives a criticism but he no longer lashes out he no longer takes immature instead he asks if you criticize me pray for me yeah which i think is interesting yeah such a better take and such a contrast to 
where he may have been at the beginning of that immature faith. Yeah. And then heading into my favorite song on the album. Yes, Use This Gospel. Okay, so this starts with the sample of the car door. Oh. Right? Isn't this like an open door? Yeah, it's a car alarm and it's going on. It's like if your door is ajar or something. Mm -hmm. Right? And the keys are still in? Right. And let's talk about, obviously, Kenny G comes in with the sax and that's cool. Yeah. But who's the other feature there, Edmund? It's listed on Spotify as what? Clips. And who is Clips? I have no idea. Clips is No Malice and Pusha T was this rap group that was really cool. And they ended things in 2010. And they okay. really officially broke up in 2014, but they hadn't done it since 2010. Wait, who and who broke up? Pusha T and No Malice. Okay. I think it's No Malice, the other guy's name. And they were this, like this duo, this rap duo. And they were a thing. You know, they were this cool duo, but they hadn't done, they had not been on a track in nine years, these guys. Yeah. After coming up together. And there's this beeping, and there's this beeping, this beeping. But then there's the big line where he goes, hold on to your brother when his faith is lost. And after that line, this jarish beeping ends. Mm. You know what happens after that line? The beeping ends. What happens after the beeping? Kenny G brings the the fire. Kenny G brings the fire. And I think that's a really cool line of talking about using. Wait, where's that line? It's near the end. It says what? It's hold on to your brother when his faith lost. It should be near the end of the second rap verse here. I don't know, man. We're not. We're not. I'm not seeing it on the. Oh, sorry, I didn't scroll down farther. Edmund has the lyrics in front of him, not me. For those one, I have caught with a trunk of Barry Manilow's. <laughs> what the heck? What the heck does that? Barry Manilow is an award-winning singer and songwriter and producer. It's not unheard of for dealers to use celebrities' names as slang for certain drugs. Pusha T's a big drug guy. For example, Miley Cyrus has become synonymous with MDMA. Anyways, uh, just hold on to your brother when faith is lost. Okay, I see it here. And that's that cool thing. These guys are on a track for the first time in nine years talking about holding on to your brother when the faith is lost. And Mm. when he admits that, that beeping, beeping, beeping kind of stops. Yeah. And we get the beautiful sex. Here we go. And tell us the history of Kanye and Kenny G. Kenny. There's a Valentine's uh, stunt oh, the, where uh, he brings in Kenny G into like a million candles for, for Kim, Kim Kardashian. Like roses everywhere. Hold on, oh. your brother. And- oh. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. But then when it goes back into the beat, Kenny! And that beeping is gone. And that sign of hold on to your brother within the context of two guys that have not performed music together in almost a decade. Here we go. Oh, wait, wait. Here it comes. We need to just do a segment where we just listen to this. I also almost crashed my car at this point, and my car was parked at the time. Oh! Yeah! Oh! So I guess the beeping is still here at this point. But, at but this it point, stopped during the right. during the solo, it yeah. It closes during that. Dude, I literally, when I was listening, and when I, I did it again just now, but when I first was listening to this, when Kenny G starts doing the solo, I held my breath. I stopped breathing. Uh, I was like... I was uh, in shock. I was just like... Argh! I was absolutely in shock the first time. I oh, I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I loved oh, it. just seemed like so out of nowhere. And then we hit Jesus as Lord. Not a super- and it goes And it goes really, really smoothly into this. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it, it just kind of 
feels like so this is the end this is the last 10 seconds of use this gospel it feels like it feels like the same song oh absolutely it feels like it just pauses and goes straight into it so this is last it's a very smooth transition and it's the sort of end. And at this yeah. point, Jesus is Lord. It sounds kind of similar to every hour yeah. a little bit. It's like building up for that. Right. It feels like a doxology, like a like an ending. But there's a big difference. Is that every hour was all about asking for God. It was saying, come down. It was a request. Whereas Jesus is Lord is not a request, but a proclamation. He's not saying, God, do this. Prove yourself to me. Speak to me, Lord. He's saying that everyone should bow. Jesus mm. is Lord. That's literally the name of the song is that he's not searching yeah. right now. He is so proclaiming. What, so what's the thing with like the album is Jesus is King, but then the final song is Jesus is Lord? I think Jesus is King is just the overall picture in Jesus is Lord. I think it's pretty synonymous. I think it's just yeah. stylistically... Yeah. Kanye does not really do songs with album titles. There's, you know, it's pretty common for a band to, yeah. if an album's called X, Y, and Z, there's a song called X, Y, and Z. It's not really something he does ever. Yeah. I think it's more stylistically. But that transition from Jesus is Lord back to the Back beginning. into every hour. Feels and like Jesus is Lord is 49 seconds long. I wanted it to be way longer. Oh my gosh. You want beautiful. it to be so much longer. It's absolutely beautiful. And it feels like it's building up to something. And that's the thing is that it's building up to the story. It's building up to the evangelization because the whole yeah. point of the journey is that the journey doesn't end when you find out Jesus is Lord. So now you go like, and then straight back exactly. into it. Exactly. Because that is life as Catholics. Things don't end when you figure it out. Edmund's journey didn't end when he figured it out. Yeah. His journey still is ending because you repeat it. Yeah. Forever. <sighs> Man. I, I think It'll it's, preach. It's a beautiful album. It's such a concept. It's very beautiful, yeah. And I think that concept is missed on a lot of people what's going on. I think a lot of people just hear it as... What concept? The the concept of the repetition from it. Gotcha, going back into it. as Christians. Because I think the 515 is gotten by some people, but I think most people in the media, I read a good bit of reviews, are just like, yeah, it's like pretty cool beats, but... Uh, they miss like why the last song's 49 seconds and the first song sounds like you interrupted right. like you I mean literally when I played the first track I had to I had to restart it a few times cuz I was like am I getting something wrong like oh, what is I felt the same way yeah. I remember I like get in my car to drive home from work and I'm like okay like turn everything off remember her I was like oh crap maybe like it was playing off the bluetooth for a second and you, yeah. you run it back yeah but I think it makes a lot of sense in context and I think that that encounter grow serve model while maybe not a one-to-one comparison, just that I general idea, yeah. whatever you want to win, whatever. The narrative arc, this of kind of arc, yeah. The repetition specifically and like the spiral staircase of evangelization, I think yeah. it's really big on this. Man, so final thoughts. What's your favorite track if you had to pick the top one? Use this gospel, man. It's the yeah, sax. It's gospel. the clips. It's it's all of the above. It's hype. It's It's really like... I felt I that was the one that I kept repeating before going and oh giving the talks at the men's retreat. I kept repeating that one. It's a phenomenal track. Yeah, it's truly incredible. Least favorite close on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's good. I think that if you're at your point of faith, where I'm not pretending like I'm super Mister Holy, yeah, but I've definitely had conversions. Theoretically, you should like the second half. Yeah, better. Obviously, you could argue, oh, I like the beat here. But content-wise, yeah. What's the sleeper song that people need to listen to that they might have missed and need to just go deeper into the lyrics and really 
listen to a little bit closer. Can I say use this gospel again? Because I feel so okay. strongly yeah, yeah, about yeah. Other, Otherwise, I think that... Uh, I feel like most people, though, are going to hear use this gospel and get pretty hyped about it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, like, what's your... Or, oh, how do I say this? Like, what's your... Um, what do you feel like is going to be the track that people are going to miss? I think people... That, that is a good... That, like, a really good track, but people are going to miss it because they're not going to listen close enough. I think people follow God will not really understand. They'll kind of have yeah. the same thing that you and I had when this came out. We were both like... What is going on in yeah, this track? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I really sat down and listened to and read the lyrics. I think the average person will think, yeah, this is kind of weird. He's like kind of yelling at something. And I think that's the track that is really interesting. It's the track that I think I definitely understand the least because I'm pretty sure it's his, you know, earthly fault, but not really positive. Yeah. So I think that's definitely the sleeper. If somebody were to come up to me and say, I want to talk to you about any track, I think I know something about it, I would much prefer them to say that because yeah. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. How do you recommend people listen to this? Uh, are there any? Do you have any tips on twice? <laughs> I think you listen to it twice. You put do it you on. Li- do you do people listen to it? They're like they lay down in bed, they close their eyes, and they listen to this. Or do they drive in the car? Do they uh, like what do they do? I think ideal is you drive for the first half, you pull into your house the second, you switch on to the headphones, and then uh, you listen to it again in a slightly different space. Okay, gotcha. Or maybe ideal, you drive listening to it, and then you pull up to your, your youth center, and then you yeah. listen to it the second time as you're giving the speeches with, like, with your AirPods yeah, posted yeah. up in front of an empty gym. I think that's pretty hard. Okay. what's What comes next after this? Because is the novelty of Kanye now making gospel music going – is he going to make another album? Is he – like, do you think he's going to keep going – like what – I mean after this, do you see another album topping this? Do you see another album you being as excited about the next album and do you think it's just going to sound very similar to this? Well, here's the thing is that you got to realize Kanye has been diagnosed with bipolar disease. Yeah. So he's at a point now where I think his faith is genuine. Is it going to stay that way? One, you can't predict anybody keeping their faith ever yeah like that's always a decision you have to make right now connie especially being a guy who's manic and bipolar he's taking good steps he's put he's currently putting on this opera about mary where everyone's wrapped in like silver tinfoil and i try to understand it but i don't really Wait, get what it. tell you me about this? about this well i saw some memes where connie's covered in silver but i didn't know what it was it's like this opera and i've read a few articles i haven't seen any videos on. so he it. wrote an opera yeah it's about like the nativity it's a christmas deal through jesus not through jesus eyes but through mary's eyes did he write the music like all the music and stuff he, the, they play a lot of the songs from this album oh. and kanye like narrates it and akon's supposed to be involved soon and i'll be honest i don't really get it huh i can you watch the opera online i haven't tried have I, you watched the documentary for jesus is king the, the documentary's it's pretty much just like a Sunday service. Gotcha. I mean, okay. it's still cool, but it's not something where if you're not a Kanye fan, I'm like, yo, you got to see this. So it's not it's not giving you much more information than the album gives mm-hmm. you. Okay. Just a lot of artistic shots. Of- yeah, and it's cool. It's shot really well, but it's nothing super like must, must, must yeah. see. So what do you th- – yeah, what do you think uh- – what do you predict with the next album? Are they, is there going to be a Hillsong collab? Is there going to be Joel Olstein kind of rapping over? You know, is there gonna- I think he's never going to get to a point where Hillsong is going to have a feature in except for <laughs> I guess I could see him doing this choir thing. Now, yeah. the cynic in me says he'll he'll regress, but I think it's I think that if anybody genuinely makes a conversion. I think it's kind of rude to be like, oh yeah, it's not going to last. Well, uh, if we believe that at one point. 
after his conversion, he was considering just not making music anymore. Mm-hmm. Then could we expect how long has it been? How many years went between this album and his last album? Yeah, so Life of Pablo came out my freshman year of college in the middle, and then Yay came out right before my senior year, and this one came out in the beginning of my first. So it was about a year, okay. which is on the shorter end for Kanye album time. Yeah, so four four years between Pablo and Yay, mm-hmm. and then yeah, three, one year, three years really, yeah, and then one year between that one mm-hmm. and this one. Um, is there anything? What did the blog boys say about another album? Or some, some people were saying there's going to be this Christmas album on Christmas Day. I don't buy it. I never believe anything until you see it. I, I see. It's just I've been burned. Yandi was supposed to come out on Black Friday two years ago. It just never happened. Yeah. It's just you, you never believe Kanye. He's announced so many albums that have never happened. Watch the Throne Two was announced about two years ago. Never happened. Mm. He proclaimed he had 40 songs with Kendrick and 40 songs with Young Thug about four years ago. Never happened. Never happened. You know, he, he says all these things. I just, I never really buy it as mm. far as that is concerned. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this was, this was great, dude. This is what the people wanted. Yeah. We people did. wanted to hear this. I want to hear people's comments on this episode. I would love to hear people's comments. And I'd like to encourage people if, like, we'll get in the comments. We'll like, get in there and discuss it with you. I would love to have someone post, like, this paragraph thing about how we're totally wrong. Yeah, I would love, I love that, to too. learn. Yeah. No, that'd be great. If people could clear up this whole 13th Amendment thing, I think there's something mm-hmm. interesting there because it's in two separate songs. Right. If maybe there's a meaning at the beginning and one at the end with that. Yeah. I'd love to hear anyone's yeah. thoughts on this. Um, what else? Really great. I mean, I did work it into a talk. That's I forget hard. how. I forget how I worked in the talk, but I'm sure it was brilliant. Um, it's a real professional. Yeah. What else? What else? What else do you want to tell the people? I'm thinking about getting Doc Martens. Yeah. Well, because Doc Martens, if you're not aware, Edmund's on TikTok, so I'm assuming he. Knows. Dude, I am blowing up on TikTok. It's getting out of hand. It's, yeah, like I can't handle TikTok. all this sponsorship money coming in. Doc Martens, these like big emo black boots that like teenage girls love, and <laughs> I want them because <clears throat> teenage girls love them. Oh my gosh, teenage girls love Doc Martens. I didn't know this. Well, like Visco girls. Uh, a little, I'm looking at a dog. little different from Visco girls. It's more of an e girl thing. Oh, I didn't know e girl. I knew e boy was a. You thing. didn't know e girls? No, I knew e boy was a thing, but I mean e girls like e boys, obviously. Oh yeah. E-girls, and, but uh, yeah, it's like these boots they wear. And Doc Martin shoes. They're like- Oh, dang. They're these really are, big. Look dude. at how thick they are. Let me explain why. Let me explain dude. why. Dude. Let me explain You why. cannot. You, you're not- No, dude. How? Let me explain. You're not this guy. I know I'm not that guy, but let me explain why I want to be that Are you guy. into German punk rock? Well, I- Are so, you into a band called Das Boot? The big point of these is that the soles are like two inch thick. Yeah, super. Why do you need that? And I go to concerts in the pit, and I'm not really tall. And I think that would help me so much if I was two inches taller. That would help you for three hours every three months. But the rest of your life, you'd have horrible back problems. For the record, I go to concerts more than every three months. For the people listening, like once a month. Okay. I'm pretty cool. I'm single. So I do these things. (laughs) But that's big. And I think it's a concert vibe. I think when you're going out to Deep Ellum, I think it'd be cool. Man, dude. And it's just, so what are you? What's the rest of the of the outfit going to look like? Just the, this, but just with Doc Martens. You have no, no, no. Might you as have, well buy stilts. I have to buy black jeans. I think. I think I have to man up and buy black jeans. Dang, dude, you're going. You're really committing. 
Oh, if I'm going to do this, I and have you're going to gonna look like. I mean, you might as well dye your hair pink and have a mohawk. That's absurd. I have naturally black hair. There would be no need. I, if you're going to go black, you have to go black. No, I said color. dye your hair pink. Oh, you mean like you'd go all? Oh, black. I think I'd have to go real emo. Yeah. With Dang, dude. Are you going to get one of those uh, earrings with a little sword that hangs down? No, I wouldn't do that. If I would, then I would do the one with like the cross because those are like kind of cool. But like I an upside not, down cross? No, like a straight up cross. But yeah. I wouldn't do any of that because that's really scary to me. Yeah, that'd be too much. Pierced. That'd be too much. Well, no, you could probably get a little clip on. I mean, I guess they make those, but I wouldn't want that. Yeah. The reason why I joke about Doc Martin's last, I, I think it's really funny. It is. That people th- laugh like politely and then they see it and they're like, dang. Do you see punk rock shows by Das Boot? Like, no. Das Boot. <laughs> well, man, that's I'm the glad. The we- thing I want answers for in the comments is. Could I pull off Doc Martens? And if it's a podcast, like, look me up and tell me what you think. The answer yeah. is probably no. Yeah, get in the comments. We need to hear from the. I want to hear. From, I'm, I'm going to make a concerted effort with a lot more of these episodes to really pressure the audience to talk, cool. to say stuff. Because I don't know. I get the. I'm getting a little bit of the feeling that we're putting out stuff, but we're not encouraging the audience to help interact. Like people that are listening to interact more and just highlighting those people that are interacting. Actually, let's do it right here. So when we posted that uh, we were airing this episode, Allie Hoffman said she was really excited. Bradley Santos on Instagram said she was or said he was excited about that. Uh, I think Kyle Schaefer told me to take my hat off. Um, (laughs) Two of my friends said, what are you doing? Can I watch? (laughs) I said a podcast and not right now. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, I mentioned him in a post. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So let us know, guys. Let us know that you're listening because otherwise, I mean, how, what, like what keeps us going? What what will keep us going? Um, anything else, Kyle, you want to say as we're signing Kendrick off here? Kendrick Lamar said, I don't do it for the gram. I do it for Compton. But I want you guys to know I don't do it for Compton. I've never been there. That I do do it for the gram. So that really means a lot to us. Mm, that's great, man. Um, let's see. What do we got here? We got – no. <laughs> Can't end that. that. Yeah, how are we going to... Oh, this would be a great promo to talk about the fact that Edmund and I have been talking about make, me making a personal podcast for, like, ever. No, we're paying for your personal podcast. It's, it exists. So please... And every month, I pay <laughs> Crap. for your freaking podcast. When's the last time you've produced an episode, <laughs> Kyle? So please guilt me in the comments. That'd be really good. I need to produce one before the end of winter break. Yeah, man. For the end of 2019, we're going to record. People want it. So let me know, guys. I'm, like I said, I do it for the gram. You know, big ego. It'd be really great to hear some affirmations. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have merch uh, coming out soon. I think I'm going to edit this episode ahead of a lot of the other ones just to get it out quick because cool. people want the Kanye episode. So maybe this will be a little bit of a Christmas surprise for people. And then Edmund also told me, we have not spoken with this, but he said that they're not just going to make hoodies like every crummy Catholic group does. They're also oh, not no. available as crewnecks. And that's oh, really yeah. Important. Like crewneck sweaters? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the best. Too many hoodies Okay, so, so I've been putting out asking for people what type of merch we should make. And we've had a lot of people say, like, some people want Nick's – some people want this <laughs> on a shirt. Uh, and it just be H-U. That's how you'd spell it. You'd spell it just H-U. Uh, other people have said, I think a really good one would be, so, uh, and you say there's no God. Cause I love that. Have you, do you remember that? Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have people said? Um, 
how many guys have ever seen a baby, which is another soundbite of Nick's. Um, I think you could do something with Johnny always wearing the same style of hat. <laughs> Just like, could you do a silhouette of that somehow? Yeah, yeah we probably could. Uh, someone said prison. When Allie says that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I say, are there any places – are there any other places besides Jerusalem where if you go there, you get a tattoo? And she said Jerusalem. <laughs> or I mean, she said prison. That's all we I got so far. What that. would you put? What kind of merch would you get? We can make pillows, shower curtains, iPhone covers, stickers, coffee mugs, all sorts of clothing, all over print leggings. Crewnecks and dad hats, man. Let's see. Uh, it's still what would it say? What, what would you put on it? Well, I think that... The, if you could somehow find a silhouette for each one of you, like a really thin sketch could be really cool. Mm. The only one I really have locked in is Johnny's weird kind of trucker hat thing. Yeah. I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, that's true. Allie's got curly hair, so that's doable. She does have curly hair. That'd be cool. If you really committed to the beanie, that could be yours. But you No, have to I don't want to commit to that I don't think you're all. a beanie guy. No, I don't want to commit to that at all. I know you've been getting in shape, but you're not strong enough to wear a beanie every day. <laughs> I also have uh, an old, old design that I made of Caravaggio's Calling of Matthew, but over it, it says, Jesus didn't use the internet, graphic design, or toilet paper. That's a classic. That's a good shirt. That is a good shirt. I love that shirt. I'll use that one sometimes. I have used that in my personal yeah. life. I want you to know that. That's a I, good one. I think about you. I'm like, oh, that's Edmund's design. All right, man. This has been, this has been our episode. The Kanye breakdown. People have been... You know, they they really wanted it. Begging. Uh, my mom is like 10% hipper now, having listened to this. That's awesome. So what else? How should we end this? Man, I've got nothing left. We talked about the docs. We talked about Crunex. We talked about this and that. Uh, it's always great to have you on, Kyle. Oh, it's great to be here. I'm going to get to sign the table. This is my third episode on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't really realize I was a thing for episodes one and two. Yeah, um, we're going to do the photo shoot, get you to sign the table, because this is your third episode. That's that's pretty high for a guest. That is. That's very high, yeah. Yeah, I know. For I'm, someone that's not Ali, Johnny, or Nick, that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have the record for any of the non-regular members of Ali, Johnny, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, three is... That's pretty cool. Sam Roca has... I think two is... Most people have at least... Or, or there a are... A lot have two. There right. are a lot of people that have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, three is a lot. Well, three's definitely been at yeah. it for a while. But you could argue that, you know, I'm... I am somewhat of a regular because we are paying on some level for this podcast. So maybe we should we, – we could I – admit mean, if he was like a mean third-grade teacher, could just like turn that around. Yeah. But, but you should you should come on more. I mean you should definitely come I on definitely more. I definitely – I would Seriously. love to like – I think you should be like the culture – like the culture segment kind of thing. Like you just come on with culture stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to if you guys do like the long form of the show. I definitely don't think I'm – old enough to be part of the real show but i'd love to do like on like a segment you know something's yeah that'd be fun that'd be really cool or seriously any episode i mean anytime you have an idea let's do it let's have you come on for an episode let's get it guys oh shoot i have to outro with the music talk oh there's a music outro. well i mean i have to do the i do the theme music while that's right our closing Closing. all right well uh guys what else uh watch it on youtube watch it on facebook uh, follow us on Instagram, and yeah, hopefully we'll have some merch out soon. And this has been an episode of the show. The show. Oh, I did not fade that in well, but all right. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for being here.